Hey, guys and ghouls. Hey there, guys and ghouls. Hey oh. there, guys and ghouls. That was very stressful for me. Boy, howdy, guys and ghouls. <laughs> You're tuned in to broadcast from the Belfry, a lovingly morbid podcast. I like that. For the morbidly curious. My name's Sanjay. Wait, I said morbid twice. You did say morbid twice, but I'm still stuck on the lovingly or loving morbid. A let's, lovingly let's macabre podcast yeah. for the morbidly curious. Band name, don't steal it, I'll fucking sue you. My name's Sanjay. Uh, <laughs> sitting next to me is Georgia. How are you doing today, Georgia? Here I am. Yep. It's Saturday. Here you are. Here I am, too. On time. Mostly. Mostly. I forgot. I said four o'clock because I wanted to be recording at six o'clock. <laughs> oh, sweet. That worked out so well. <laughs> wow. Uh, for record, guys, it's 538 right now. Um, I s- Georgia said four. I said five because I wanted to waste time, and I knew I was going to waste my own time. I have to, like, allot that in. And then I got here at 510, left the recording stuff, had to go back home, got here at 520. So it was good. <laughs> and it yep. was good. Um, yep. I was going to say something, but I forgot what it was entirely. It was podcast related, though. Mm, that our Valentines are getting sent out to this weekend? They are. That wasn't what I was thinking, but they're getting sent out this weekend. That we're going to do a shirt reorder soon? Oh, no. That wasn't it either. If you have seen our post, uh, I don't think we've actually posted us wearing them. No. Nope. We'll do that at some point. I also haven't ever seen you wear it, so... I have worn it. I wear mine, like, twice a week. <laughs> I wear mine once a week, because I have problems. And uh, I'm gonna order... Uh, it's literally the only thing I'm gonna wear anymore. Yeah. If you'd like to order a shirt that you'll get to see us wear when we wear them and post pictures of it, and that you may have seen our loving fan, Chilla Rome, yep. Tyler wear... And his majestic hair. He has beautiful hair. If you haven't seen Tyler's beautiful hair, please... Uh, I think we shared it on everything. You might still be able to see it. But it's definitely on Instagram. Definitely on Instagram. Tyler has gorgeous locks. Uh, yeah, if you'd like to have a shirt like that, they're very soft. They're GMO-free because you can't have GMOs in fucking shirts. Uh, if you want I mean, it, cotton could probably be GMO'd. Let's be real. You might be able to genetically modify cotton, but hopefully you're not eating the shirts. I also got them printed at work, so... Yeah, so um, they're not cruelty-free. Georgia's blood is in them. Hashtag their Hanes, because Hanes owns Champion. I don't know if people know that I work for Champion, but I do. I don't do. think so. Yeah, Georgia works for Champion. Everyone knows that you work at Panera. Yeah, exactly. I, I almost brought Champion. you soup a couple days ago. God, I would have shit my pants on yeah, right. No, I was like, oh, I had autumn squash soup in my car, and I was like, Georgia's at work, and I was like, mm, but this is mine. <laughs> I just went home instead. So I thought about thought you. we were friends. Yeah, I, I love me more than you that day. Uh, I really like oh, the, the post that Hope put on the group that was a flask, and it was like, you want to pull on my flask? <laughs> what the fuck? This is soup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she just said, this is Georgia. That's true. I would totally have a flask full of soup. Chonky soup. Mm. Uh, I wish I could remember what I wanted to say to you all, but I don't. But yeah, uh, we'll post about shirt reorders when that happens. They're great. Um, we're going to send you Valentine's lovingly. And... Only if you send us your addresses. If oh, you yeah. didn't, that's your own problem, and uh, you only have yourself to blame. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Kennedy for pointing out that our DMs weren't open on our Twitter because <laughs> we forgot <laughs> that you have to open them. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, you... There's a reason that I don't do our social media. No, I'm pretty sure it used to be that you had to, like, go in to close your DMs. 
but apparently now you have to go into open. Is that why no one sent me spicy love letters yet? It might have been. Still waiting. Georgia has been waiting. She's been yelling at me because you all haven't sent her love letters of any spice level. What are we talking about today? Okay, wait. No, I'm gonna make you guess because you don't know. Okay, so this is our first episode of Forensic February, right? I think so. It is. You're. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It is 1888. Mm -hmm. We're in London's East End surrounded by prostitutes your accent russell brand mm. here we are Ooh. <laughs> my gladiator russell brand wait that's no russell crow oh yeah those are completely russell different. brand is who you hate those might be completely opposite people yes i think <laughs> right? so. russell brand and russell, russell crow brand, no russell crow knows how to cut his hair and also comb it yeah and he bathes at least once a a trimester and you know? he wears pants that are tailored to fit his crotch area yep not russell brand so that's so that's who you sound like today i don't i'm a lot less happy than i was a minute ago You're i can welcome. say that honestly so what do you think we might be talking about uh prostitution in england london prostitutes the late victorian era the industrial revolution nope um cats the musical no nope. i heard uh, that was terrible lame is no, no, Cats the Musical's great. Uh, Cats, well, the, the new, movie, the new one, yeah. It's it's likened to a modern day Rocky Horror. People are anticipating that it will be a cult classic in the next ten years. This kind of goes along with our subject for the day that you have. Good, I need hints. Yeah, I made Stu start watching Whitechapel last night, hmm. which is basically the first season is about Jack the Ripper copycat killer. Ooh, cool. and then the second season is about like these London gang things that happened in the 60s that are kind of happening again. Mm-hmm. And in the second season, one of the other investigators, he's the guy, he's in like almost at everything. I looked through his IMDb page last night because I was like, who, what else is he in? He is the British guy in Parson and Rec that Andy works for, the rich one. At his original office? No. When they go to London and then Andy stays. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, he's that guy. Lord Peter Covington or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the roommate in Shaun of the Dead that gets infected right away. What the fuck? He did the voice for Darth Maul in what? Phantom Menace. What? Uh, he, what else was he in? The IT crowd, Spaced. He was in, uh, oh, he was, he played the Fisher King in the episode of Doctor Who where they were underwater, kind of, and the mm, ghosts, yeah, and mm-hmm. they went to the f- the past, and yeah. he found the Fisher King, that's what happened. really confusing. Yeah. Um, probably his most significant roles for me, though, were Office, or Parks and Rec, and... And uh, IT Crowd? No. Oh. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, well... He was yeah. only in, like, one episode of IT Crowd, I think. Uh, oh, that makes sense. But, yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Anyway, do you know what we're talking about yet? No idea. Is it <gasps> sick-related? I just said it a minute ago. IT Crowd? No. Doctor Who? Victorian... London mm-hmm. prostitutes. Oh, Jack the Ripper. Yeah. yeah, that's super easy. Yeah, you literally said the words Jack the Ripper. I did. He, look at me. Powers of deduction. My notes say, ree, ree, ree. Yep. <laughs> so we're supposed to be talking about forensics. Did forensics exist in 19th century Victorian England? Yes. 
to an extent, DNA didn't exist. It existed, just no one acknowledged it. <laughs> no DNA. No, no fingerprints. DNA. Nope. No CSI. Yeah. Um, no bodily fluids existed before, like, the nope. mid-20th century. Crime scenes didn't exist. At all. Nor did investigating. I just said nope. nor. nor. As soon as you died, um, you were immediately teleported to another plane of existence where you began your new life. And then you're in an episode of Doctor Who. Exactly. Yep. Okay. You're in two episodes of Doctor Who because you go from Victorian to, like, weird futuristic existence. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's just a lot of singular episodes of Doctor Who. Yep. Yeah. A lot of Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, new season of Doctor Who with new Doctor. Mm-hmm. Way better than her first season. Way better. Okay. Her first season, butts, but was immacul- immaculately made. Did like, they announce the next Doctor? Not yet, no. Okay. So everyone's just being pissy about the master yes being black he's uh so the master is we talked about this in the last podcast didn't we yeah we did or in we might another have talked episode. about it before yeah maybe, yeah yeah maybe in passing i don't know but he's i also just love um michelle gomez so yeah she's uh she's... we've also i also just finished binge watching the new season of sabrina too so yes it was my favorite season of Sabrina. Yeah. I think that show is very not as good as everyone gives it credit for. No. It has a really good know. soundtrack, I think. It does. Um, I don't like that they just started singing for no reason this season. Yeah, it was it very makes musical. No sense it kind of stressed me out a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, it, yeah, it seemed a lot. Well, I really hated what a fucking bitch Nick was through the whole season. He was. A like giant piss baby. Harry Potter times ten on the teen angst level. Um, I have no idea how to find someone's nationality, but uh, the guy's name is Sasha Dwan. Okay. I think he might be Indian. He's from England, though. Like he was born in oh, Cheshire, England. That would make sense if so, he was yeah of Indian heritage. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, people. I think people are just pissy because it's not. Missy anymore. Yeah. And Missy was the best master, in my opinion. Missy was great. She was so good. She really nails the whole psychotic. Mm -hmm. Like, the guy who was the master, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was like, he he was was good. He was just psychotic, I think. He was the epitome of unhinged genius. Yeah. And Missy was the opposite, where she was uh, very precise yeah, mm, like she still had precise chaos. feelings, yeah. and I just love that they flirted all the time. Yeah, her and Capaldi's chemistry was so yes. much better than the other master and like the other doctors. Yeah, like this was the like true. We used to be really good friends, and now we're scared of each other. Yeah, it was ah oh, so good. And this guy, <laughs> I don't know what he's gonna bring to the role as the master. Mm-hmm. So that kind of is iffy for me. This I really liked him in Iron Fist. He was incredible. He did that role very, very well. Stu watched Iron Fist, I think. He can give you the breakdown. Jack the Ripper. So Jack the Ripper. No forensics. What's happening? I don't even know. I would probably argue that Jack the Ripper case was very significant in its time. It was one of the first cases where crime scene photography happened. Um... It was one of the most sensational things that happened after printing newspapers really took off. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the reason why it was such a big sensation, because... Everyone could 
read yeah. everyone could learn about it yeah because everyone still wasn't literate at that point right not everyone i would assume that most people were basically somewhat literate but mm-hmm. maybe not uh, as well educated as the general populace is today mm-hmm. um and then it was also one of the first sensations that happened after telegraphs were used widely. Mm-hmm. So that communication of news was mm-hmm. easier to spread. So you could like read the paper and see like Jack the Ripper ripped someone. Yep. And then you'd be like, holy shit, I need to tell Kevin. And you'd go on your telegraph and like <laughs> to the US yep. and they'd be like, hey, what's up, Kevin, you there? And Kevin would be like, boop, 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 boop. Yep. yeah, Craig, what's up? And he's like, yo, <laughs> you'll never believe what's going on. I kind of want to learn Morse code. Is that useless? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. You don't know. Yes, it is. No one uses more. The, okay. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that. I also. That's another tangent, but Morse code is so niche at this point. In the last two years i've also ended up learning the phonetic alphabet because i'd rather just use the actual phonetic alphabet at work when i'm communicating things over the phone that people are understanding yeah i think just say like b for bob yeah no i'm gonna (laughs) use the phonetic alphabet Mm -hmm. so that's been great did you know i might have did i tell you yeah i might have said this already if you've heard this before you're hearing it again now the alphabet is named the alphabet because it's based off of the Greek alphabet, which starts with alpha, beta. Yeah. Alphabet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild. Right? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Love to see it. All right. Keep Fun going. <laughs> yeah. So it's 1888. Mm-hmm. That was only 130 years ago. It's kind of wild. Like, it's a long time, but it's not. No, like, there's people that are 105 right now. Yeah. I think the oldest man alive is 113. Be- well, so. uh, what's his... Kirk, was it Kirk Douglas that just died? Uh, he was 102? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes and yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Makes no sense. Dude ate so much fucking spinach, probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. Popeye shit going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 130 years, like, especially when you consider the advancements that have been made in those 130 years, when mm-hmm. you look at if that happened today, he probably would have been caught after the first two murders, maybe. Probably. Like someone he would have killed a prostitute another one would have seen it and tweeted yo this guy out here murdering people <laughs> and then he would have been caught super fast that's it she snapchatted his face at someone exactly signal boost uh. this dude's killing people <laughs> <laughs> check it out everyone hashtag facebook live hashtag jack is whack <laughs> hashtag trending uh, yeah, so he was the first widely reported serial killer, the first major media crime sensation, and a landmark case for crime reporting. Um, but in 1888, the only way to prove someone's guilt was to catch them red-handed. <laughs> or, so dumb. Or get a confession. Okay. <laughs> so, like, how many of those people were, were coerced into... Oh, yeah, definitely. ...confessing to something that they didn't do just so that they didn't have flack from not doing their jobs were there duels at this point i hope so i think people were still doing duels and that needs to be kept in mind i think because you were born by a, a code yeah you know so if someone said that guy's murdering <laughs> just murdered a guy you couldn't say no because you're like ah oh, my fucking moral code i'm got i am bound by the truth it was i that murdered her as opposed to now if someone's like that dude just took two fucking cookies and it says take one you just be like prove it 
leave. <laughs> That's it. Flip them off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? And then you stand there. Uh, yeah, nothing. Exactly. <laughs> so the Jack the Ripper case is also interesting because you have two police forces carrying out the investigation. So you have the London Metropolitan Police, a.k.a. the Met, a.k.a. Scotland Yard, who handled the crimes in the boroughs around the city. And then you have the city police who handled all the crimes happened downtown. Mm. Like the song by Macklemore. (laughs) I love Macklemore. The city police weren't involved until the fourth canonical murder because the first three happened in the boroughs so we'll get to that word on the street is that the two police forces worked pretty well together but there were like politics in the upper management levels so they weren't best um, friends but they were close yeah they weren't bffs they were just bfs yeah mm-hmm. so no one is ever really criticized either of the police forces for being at fault for not catching the murderer but most people at the time thought that the commissioner of the metrop- the, the Metropolitan Police was only good at keeping order, but not actual investigative detective work. Makes sense. I mean, there was no such thing at that point. So all Scotland Yard apparently really did was facilitate the autopsies and then take statements from potential witnesses or like people who lived in the housing nearby to see if they heard anything or saw anything. Um, and Warren, the commissioner, Charles Warren, Mm -hmm. got a lot of heat on the night of the double event, which we'll talk about in a minute, when some graffiti was found near the bodies of one of the victims, and he had it cleaned away before anyone could photograph it or, like, copy it down properly to get a better idea of the handwriting analysis or something, because they did a lot of that back then. That was Mm -hmm. one of the only things they really had. Doesn't that, or isn't that a pseudoscience now? Hasn't it been dismissed? Um, I think it still plays a part in criminal profiling because mm-hmm. there's still like certain things you can tell yeah. from handwriting. There's like, still true to it. Yeah, the taller, like your posts are, like your B's and T's and L's. Mm-hmm. That's like something that indicates intelligence. If, it, if your writing leans to the right, you're more extroverted. If your writing leans more to the left, you're supposed to be more introverted. Interesting. The, like, bigger and more flamboyant the loops of your Y's and G's are, that's supposed to be an indicator of sexuality. Hmm. Um, so if they're, no, like, really... The bigger the loops. Yeah. The bigger your <laughs> sex <Floops>. drive. <laughs> um, sex is a floop. And, like, there's a lot about the way that you're supposed to write a cursive I that indicates, like, a lot about your. <laughs> like if you put a heart above it or if you put, like, an X <laughs> or a skull, if you have the time and diligence to put a skull above your eye. So, I used to date a guy who was really into handwriting analysis and, like, the way that I sign my name, like, with the S at the end, mm-hmm. um, he always said that it looks like an exclamation point, like him signing, like, I'm here, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So, we'll talk some more about that later, but... The city police were the ones who did the crime scene drawings in the first victims, and then they were the ones who brought in a photographer for the last victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably one of the first instances where a crime scene photography was used. Mm-hmm. Um, so his M.O., modus operandi. I thought it was a method of operation. 
Well, if you're going to not speak Latin, then sure. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. This wasn't actually put together until fairly recently, but I think that they they figured a lot, of, like, all of this stuff is in the notes from investigators and medical examiners and doctors who examined the bodies back then, but um, I guess no one really put together, like, an actual criminal profile mm-hmm. at the time. But so he stood facing his victim and then it's likely that he took her by the throat and strangled her while her hands were busy pulling up her skirts because they were all prostitutes. Right. So So they, they were fucking. So she's like, well, they weren't, but she was like pulling up her skirt because that's what she thought that he wanted Mm -hmm. by stopping to pay attention to her. Mm hmm. So while her hands were like, you know, in all those fucking yeah, petticoats and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So her hands are busy getting through all that mess. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to strangle you now because you can't fight back. Mm-hmm. And so and she's like, but my skirts, I'm going <laughs> to pull them up. <laughs> so they were strangled until they were maybe unconscious, probably until they were dead. And then they were lowered to the ground with their heads to the left. How gentle. Uh, and uh, no, he really was because there's no bruising on the back of the heads to show that he dropped them or let them mm-hmm. fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not likely that they would be lying on the ground to engage in intercourse back then because of how dirty the streets were. So people were just doing the do standing up in and... alleyways and shit. Yeah. Whoa. Prostitutes. Yeah. That's wild, dude. And then he cut their throats while they were on the ground. And the splatter pattern shows that the blood pooled beside or under the neck and the head instead of, like, if you slit a throat while the person's standing up, it would go straight down the front, Mm -hmm. right? But they didn't have blood on the front of their clothes, Mm -hmm. but all this blood was, like, pooled on the ground and behind their heads. And then he cut it away. He stood on there or knelt on the right side of the body and cut from left to right so Mm -hmm. that any one the spurts were minimized because they were already dead Mm -hmm. which is probably why he strangled them first before he cut their throats because you don't have those pressurized like stereotypical Mm -hmm. throat cut spurts and then he would cut from right to left from the right side so that any more blood that did come out would go away Away. from him Mm -hmm. and not get on his clothes um, and then he would carry out the other mutilations, uh, maybe still from the right side or like straddling their feet. And he usually took an organ or part of one as a trophy. Gross. And it's unknown how many victims are the work of the one murderer. There's five canonical victims. And then there's like a couple more. Some people think up to like 20. Some people Whoa. think only four of the five canonical victims are actually killed by the same person Mm -hmm. but we'll we'll go through a quick timeline of events so autumn of terror as it was known in 1888 right it sounds romantic Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) so august 7th 1888 martha tabram is not one of the canonical victims but i thought it was worth talking about her just because of what kind of ensued following Mm mm-hmm she was age 40 she was an alcoholic prostitute relatable yep she was found in george yard which is a neighborhood for the super poor the lamps were extinguished at 11 o'clock at night 
so it was a popular area for prostitutes to like duck into the alleyways for like quick Quick favors you know Mm -hmm. quick handy what she called four penny knee tremblers (laughs) maybe a quick bj or something (laughs) yeah four penny knee tremblers i would definitely go see that band in concert (laughs) they would definitely be at the granada for sure no they would be at um bottleneck oh (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) only eight people there uh uh, her body was found just after 5 a.m lying on her back in a pool of blood and she had 39 stab wounds between her throat and lower abdomen. Mostly seemed to be caused with a caused by a pocket knife, but a few of them maybe suggested a longer blade, like a dagger or a bayonet. Like a shoe knife. Pocket knife? Short. Shoe knife? Long. <laughs> More shoe than pocket. Write that down, kids. More shoe More than shoe pocket. More shoe than pocket. No rape was suspected or evident. Good. And she's not considered a canonical ripper victim because she didn't have her throat cut and her body wasn't mutilated. But people zone in on the fact that the stab wounds were concentrated between her throat and lower abdomen, as well as the fact that she was found in an East End London borough and she was an alcoholic prostitute, which fits the profile of a ripper victim. Mm -hmm. So... Maybe she was, um, what was I watching it? They said serial killers don't f- come out fully formed. Like, yeah, they have there's to, like, that build escalation. Up to it. Mm-hmm. They kind of experiment a little mm-hmm. bit. So, so first he might have been like, oh man, I, I just hate when women drink wine and, and they drink too much. Sex with men. And how dare they sex men? <sighs> uh, that just really gets me gets me real heated so he walks outside and just pushes over a trash can he says i wish that was a woman-shaped trash can and i wish my hands were knives wait a second i've made it this far in life exactly (laughs) and then he gets a knife pocket or shoe probably Mm -hmm. shoe Mm -hmm. and runs up to the nearest lady of the night and says hey i've got something for you and she says may i may i uh, how long uh, is it may i offer you a knee trembler and he uh stabs him a lot he says that was cool i want to do this forever or at least four to 16 four to 19 more times times. (laughs) yeah and that's how jack the ripper was born yep (laughs) the first canonical victim mary ann nichols also known as polly was found august 31st in whitechapel at around 3 40 a.m so she's the first of the whitechapel murders her throat was cut from left to right, and there was bruising on her face and neck that was suggestive of strangulation, and she had deep incisions in her lower abdomen, and the doctor reported that all of her injuries were seemingly caused by a left-handed individual. And then, on September 8th, Annie Chapman, a 47-year-old alcoholic prostitute, was found around 6 a.m. off Hanbury Street. And her throat was cut from left to right down to the vertebra. <laughs> Real deep. Don't like. Don't and like. she was disemboweled with her intestines thrown over each of her shoulders. And part of her uterus had been cut out with no damage to the surrounding organs or tissue. So he, I think I might have known this before, but does that mean that he might have been a physician or something? So where he could have some people out? thought he had some experience. Yeah, like he could have been a butcher mm-hmm. or had some kind of medical training 
Um, yeah. Because otherwise, there's a chance that you would nick something. Yeah. Just going around. Also, I don't know what a uterus looks like. I'm a 25, almost 26-year-old <laughs> man that knows a fair amount about a lot of things. It's like... And I could not, if I... It's kind of like a U-shape. Like, this part's yeah. there, and then their fallopian tubes come out like this. Yeah. It I'm, looks like a ram's head. I, I know that, but do you think that if you cut open someone's stomach... You could just start, like, fiddling around and be like, oh, that's... And well, just cut... I mean, if you know what you're looking at, then yeah. I, I just don't know. Especially if you've had practice on, you know, if you've been mm-hmm. involved in an orto- aut- autopsy. Or autopsy. <laughs> an autopsy. Or, uh, you know, you've had some experience with cadavers for whatever reason. That's true. So, yeah. So that was September 8th. Then on September 27th, the Dear Boss letter was received. It was dated... The 25th, and it goes... Wait, D-E-E-R or D-E-A-R? D-E-A-R. Okay, that matters. Continue. Like, dear boss. And it goes like this. Dear boss, I keep on hearing the police have caught me, but they won't fix me just yet. I have laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track. That joke about leather apron gave me real fits. I am down on whores and I shan't quit ripping them till I do get buckled. Groundwork that last job was. I gave that you no know, time to squeal. How can they catch me now? I love my work and want to start again. You'll soon hear of me with my funny little games. I'll save some of the proper red stuff and a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with. But it went thick like glue and I can't use it. Red ink is fit enough, I hope. <laughs> the next job I do, I shall clip the lady's ears off and send them to the police officers just for jolly, wouldn't you? Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work than give it out straight. My knife's so nice and sharp I want to get to work right away if I get a chance. Good luck. Yours truly, Jack the Ripper. That was my friend Shannon. Whoa, Shannon, thank you. I hate you. That was, <laughs> that made me not feel okay. I love his creepy little laugh. Yeah, that was That's just good. his normal laugh. Really? No. <laughs> good. It's like, wow, that was so good. Yeah. Not the letter. The letter was good, but in like a, this guy's not okay way. <laughs> the voice acting on that was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That was the... That's where the name Jack the Ripper comes from, from that letter. What the fuck? So, I don't... There's a lot of things I don't like about that. Uh-huh. This video is like, I was gonna use the blood for this, but the blood got chonky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> not... Mm, <laughs> I don't... Uh, but yeah, that's good to know. I, was, I always wondered how they got the name Jack. Yep. That comes from that letter. That's the Dear Boss letter. So then, September 30th is called the Night of the Double Event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first, Elizabeth Stride's body was discovered around 1 a.m. with blood still flowing from a single, long, deep knife wound to the neck. And there are many similarities noted about the positioning of the body compared to how Annie Chapman was found. And most people think that... Uh, it was Jack the Ripper, but he was just interrupted before he could carry out any of the mutilations. Mm-hmm. But there are a few other people who just discount it as uh, 
domestic dispute that went poorly. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Casual domestic. But you can't overlook, like, her knees were pulled up and her arms were the same way and her face was the same way as the mm-hmm. other two uh, canonical victims. It's a, it'd be a whole lot of coincidences. Yeah. Like, too many coincidences. Yeah. And then around 45 minutes later, Catherine Eddowes was found around 1.45 a.m. with her throat cut from left to right. Her intestines were over her right shoulder, and her right ear was cut. It wasn't cut off like the Dear Boss letter Mm -hmm. suggested, but it still had cuts in the ear itself. Also, it was boss slang for officer? Um, Or were they talking to Stu's older brother? (laughs) (laughs) It's because... It was sent to uh, one of the investigators in charge of... Okay, yeah. that makes sense. I'm pretty sure. Uh, she had she had an incision on each of her cheek triangular that like pointed up to her eyes. And then her eyelids were also cut. They had slits cut in them. And then her peritoneal lining was cut through. And her left kidney had been removed. And it was missing from the scene. And there was no damage Mm. to the surrounding organs. There was some graffiti found nearby that said, the Jews are the men who will not be blamed for nothing. And that was the graffiti that caused all the heat because it was erased instead of documented. Mm -hmm. And that's mostly because there was a lot of tension already in the community regarding the influx of Jewish population. Jews is also spelled J-U-W-E-S, which we'll come back to. The next day, what's called the Saucy Jack postcard was received. (laughs) I know, doesn't saucy mean scandalous in ye old tongue? You know, today we say spicy, but it was saucy. Yeah, back then it was saucy, ooh. Yeah. So that postcard was received and it said... I was not codding, dear old boss, when I gave you the tip. You'll hear about Saucy Jack's works tomorrow. Double event this time. Number one squealed a bit. Couldn't finish straight off. Had not time to get the ears off for police. Thanks for keeping the last letter back until I got to work again. Jack the Ripper. So that's why that night is called the double event. The problem that people find with it is that it was postmarked on October 1st after people involved with the police and reporters would have known the details of the case. Oh, so someone easily could have just been like, I'm going to make this a... Yeah. I'm going to get a huge headline and be famous. Yeah. So instead of being postmarked, like, before the murders actually happened. Mm -hmm. On October 15th, the From Hell letter was received. From Hell. Mr. Lusk, sir, I send you half the kidney I took from one woman, preserved it for you. To other piece I fried and ate. It was very nice. I may send you the bloody knife that took it out, if you only wait a while longer. Signed, catch me when you can, Mr. Lusk. Was he just generally hungry, or do you think that he was like, I'm gonna make a statement, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send them one organ, then I'm gonna send, no, I have to, I have to escalate, I'll send them two, I can't send them two from the same person, I'll eat it. (laughs) Well, no, he only took one of her kidneys. And then he ate it. And he sent them, theoretically, half of one. Oh, that makes sense. So it's like, he took Mm. one kidney, ate half of it, sent the other half to Mm -hmm. the police. 
I hope he lied about that. I really do. So then on November 9th, the last canonical victim was found. Mary Jane Kelly, around 10.45 a.m., her landlord went to collect the late rent, and he didn't receive a response when he knocked on the door, so he, like, peeked through the window Mm -hmm. and saw uh, something gross. So he called police, and they broke down the door. She'd been dead about six hours, and she suffered the most extensive mutilations of all the victims. Probably took about two hours total when they estimate that the other mutilations happened in around about five to ten minutes. What the fuck? So her body was naked in the middle of her bed, legs spread apart. The surface of her abdomen and thighs had been completely removed, like her femurs were exposed. (laughs) And her abdomen had been emptied of all of its organs. Her breasts were cut off. And her ribs were visible where the flesh had been removed. Her arms had several jagged wounds cut in them. Her neck had been severed in places down to the bone. The uterus and kidneys and one of her boobs were under her head. The other boob was by her right foot. The liver was between the feet. The spleen was on the left side of the body, and then the flesh that had been removed from the thighs and her abdomen were on the table, and blood saturated the bedding and covered the floor and the wall next to the bed, and then her face had uh, cuts in it again, like her nose, cheeks, wait, did I say that about Catherine Eddowes? Her nose had been, the tip of her nose had been Mm -hmm. cut off, and like, her nose and her lips had been cut off, like her, she had the cuts in her cheeks, but then like, um... Her face had been mutilated, like, by her lips, and I think her nose had been cut off. And then with Mary Jane Kelly, her eyebrows had also been cut off, and her nose and her lips, and she had, like, cuts going down across her lips to her the bottom of her chin. Mm-hmm. And then uh, her ears had been cut again, and then her heart was cut out and missing. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the uh, city police actually had someone come and take two, two official crime scene photographs, which sounds ridiculous now when I don't know how many photographs are typical at a crime scene. A lot more than two. Like a thousand. (laughs) Also, not to make light of what was clearly a tragic, is a travesty and it's a tragic situation, but think about a, like, a paper white face right Mm -hmm. perfectly white Mm -hmm. and now imagine that the eyebrows were cut off and in the space where they were removed were black spots right do the same with her lips her nose and then with the cuts going across or perpendicular to her lips across her mouth do you realize what that is she probably kind of looks like a skeleton she looks like a juggalo oh god i'm just saying jack the ripper may or may not have been a juggalo first juggalo first juggalo jack the ripper time travel yep time traveling juggalo jack the ripper so i guess most of the forensic stuff i was going to talk about was i'm not really talking that much about forensics i realize deal with it this is my podcast <laughs> 
sunglasses um, on. So forensic linguistics come into play with a lot of handwriting analysis, but then there is the forensic linguistics play a part when it comes to analyzing the language that's used itself. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the postcard would have been more believable if it had been postmarked on September 30th before the murders happened. And the handwriting on the postcard is really similar to the Dear Boss letter. Mm-hmm. Analysis in 2018 suggested that they were written by the same person who ended up being a journalist trying to sell more papers. That makes sense. Yeah, whose name was Tom Bowling from the Central News Agency. Fuck you, Tom. But then the From Hell letter was super different handwriting, and it was potentially the only authentic letter. Different handwriting, the level of literacy was lower than the first two. Which makes sense based on a... I guess even if you were a doctor, you would have very specific terminology we need to use, but if it was a butcher or a hunter or something like that. Yeah, you'd have more of a layman's terminology. Mm -hmm. And you can see pictures of the two of them side by side, and the handwriting of the dear boss and the postcard are very just, like, generic Victorian cursive. Mm -hmm. But the from hell letter is, like, real kind of... Even considering how people write today, that handwriting is weird. Mm. That was the one that was sent with half of a kidney... And analysis of the kidney determined that it came from a sickly alcoholic woman whose death had occurred within the last three weeks. Is that a modern analysis or a... That was back then. Okay. Yep. Hmm. And some of the sources say that it was consistent in appearance with a kidney that had Bright's disease, which is uh, like an inflammation of the kidneys. And Catherine Eddowes was a known sufferer of Mm -hmm. that and she was the one who had her kidney removed and then a forensic handwriting expert says that she thinks the letter is genuine based upon the invasive loops on the y's as well as other handwriting characteristics that indicate animosity towards women and skills using a knife and then the linguistic like the use of language and spelling indicate that it might be an irish person okay hmm oi quote and then it was something about i think specifically how they spell preserved (laughs) incorrectly (laughs) and then uh again like the graffiti that about the jews that was found next to Catherine edo's body Mm -hmm. some people think that the killer wrote that but the handwriting didn't match any of the letters it was different from all the ones we've talked about um and it used a double negative Hmm. the jews are the ones who will not be blamed for nothing Mm-hmm. which is a common feature in Cockney language. Oh, okay. Um, so they're just saying that the Jews aren't responsible for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, Jews will be blamed for something. Yeah. <laughs> and also the misspelling, the way they spelled Jews, uh, potentially indicates like a native European language is instead of English. Most people will discount that the killer wrote that now, but the police are still really criticized for removing it straight away. Mm-hmm. But they did that to prevent tensions from further rising because mm-hmm. there was already a huge issue with the Jewish community, uh, like racism and stuff like that. So I mean, Yeah, but they could have also just covered it with a sheet or something exactly. and then come back, taken a picture, immediately exactly. posted it. That's down. what people were like, you could have covered it or you could have just covered the one word Jews. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And back then, one of the problems, why there's so little evidence, is because back then they thought that they just needed to get the body to the morgue to examine it mm-hmm. and clean up the crime scene as soon as possible so that 
uh, people weren't standing around staring and life could just kind of go back to normal. Mm -hmm. But in doing that, they washed away all of the crime scene evidence. Mm -hmm. There are tons of suspects in the case. I'm just going to talk about a couple different ones. These are not the mainstream ones that most people talk about for the most part. In 1894, the chief constable at the time wrote a report naming his top three suspects. The first being M.J. Druitt, who was a barrister. Do you know what that is? Uh, it's a wi- uh, a lawyer, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so I, proud of you. I almost said wizard, and it's because <laughs> of a D&D campaign I had a long time ago where there was a wizard barrister. Literal only reason okay. why I know that. Interesting. <laughs> so he committed suicide in December of 1888. So McNaughton, the chief constable, interpreted that as an admission of guilt. But he also wrote his memorandum thing from memory so he remembered drew it as a 41 year old doctor who killed himself immediately after the kelly murders but he wasn't a doctor he was a barrister Mm. he was only 31 and mary hilly was murdered in november and he killed himself in december like Mm. i just said so this dude's memory just sucks yeah the second suspect he had was aaron kuzminski and one of the investigators at the time wrote in their diary saying that, or in one of the reports or something, saying that they suspected a Polish Jew who was committed to an insane asylum, and that's why the murder stopped. But no, none of the other officers supported that theory, and Kizminski's records show him to be quote, a docile and harmless lunatic that heard voices in his head and would only eat food from the gutter. Do you think that means they had to, he would not eat. They had to put his food in a gutter and like let him out to go get it. Hey, Kuzminski, do you want to eat at the table? No. Hey, Kuzminski, we've got your food by the toilet today. No. Hey, Kuzminski, there's some food in the gutter for you. What? (laughs) It just like ran over. (laughs) Yeah. Gutter food, my favorite. (laughs) So some people, some people, uh, since then believe that his name just got confused with that of another Polish Jew who was really dangerous and he ended up going by George Chapman when he moved to Britain but his Polish name was Severin Lossowski. Oh, cool name. Severin. That's yeah. a cool name. Sounds like Harry Potter shit. Right. He took at least three mistresses who posed as his what? No, four mistresses. Wow. Who posed as his wife, and he killed at least three of them <laughs> by poisoning. Okay, that doesn't fit the mo though. Exactly. This theory was from Frank Aberline, who was one of the inve- there were so many investigators involved with this case, but he is the one that Johnny Depp's character in From Hell is based on. Yeah, no, don't know about that. Is okay. that based on this though? Yeah, based on the fr- From Hell from is about. Is. Yeah, it's based on. Johnny Depp is like the investigator, but he also really likes the absinthe and he's investigating the murders and yeah. So it's not like an exact repeat of Sweeney Todd? No. Okay, cool. He was like, hey, can I be the lawyer this time? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, sure. Fuck it up, Johnny. (laughs) Well, and it's funny too, because this guy was a barber. (laughs) What the fuck? Like the George Chapman, the Polish guy, he was a barber. Yeah. Yeah. Was Sweeney Todd out yet? Had that been written? I don't think so. Okay, man. (laughs) That would be so wild. Um, But yeah, it doesn't fit the MO and to jump from poisoning your mistresses to 
to brutally to mutilating <laughs> like, yeah. prostitutes is a it's huge wide. leap and is very unlikely. You know, the first time the phrase zero to a hundred was yep. written was actually in the reports uh, yep. speculating zero who Jack the Ripper was. Yep. And then Michael Ostrog was his third suspect, and he was investigated and found to be nothing more than an insane con man. Hmm, cool. Yeah. He was trying to sell vacuums, and everyone was saying, what's a vacuum? Let's do his whack. Yeah. Um, and there are, like, some other really popular suspects, like Walter Sickert, who was an artist at the time, and he made a painting that was based upon the Mary Kelly crime scene. Mm-hmm. Um and there was, like, a lord, and then there was some guy who worked in, like, the prison morgue or something. Mm. Recently, they did DNA testing on, it was Catherine Edo's scarf that was found by the graffiti. Mm-hmm. They did some DNA testing on that, and they, the people were like, oh, this proves that Aaron Kisbinski was the killer, but a lot of people don't buy into that, mm-hmm. so... Um, especially because they use mitochondrial DNA testing, which not really helpful in this case. So, mm-hmm. but mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, which you have to is. factor in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. mitochondrial DNA is based for, uh, is passed from mother to child, so mm-hmm. you can trace a lineage. It's not actual DNA, mm-hmm. like it's not. Is it specifically mother to child, or is it parent to child? It's mother to child. So, if it was a guy, then that wouldn't. What? Um, like you still have mitochondrial DNA. I used mitochondrial DNA in writing my capstone research, so that was Bronze Age lineage in Britain. Everyone has mitochondrial DNA, Mm -hmm. but that genetic information only comes from your mother. Okay. So you can't get any genetic information uh, from the father's side. Interesting. Okay. So... So you wouldn't... So if... So if my mom passed, my mom passed this like mitochondrial DNA to me and my sisters, mm-hmm. and then if we each had kids, like me and my sisters ind- independently had kids, you could obviously yeah right. I was like I need to <laughs> specify this because someone's gonna roast me. So uh, my kids would you wouldn't be able to see that it was like my DNA. You would see it was my mother's DNA, whereas my sister's kids you could see that it was no their your kids moms would have. Their- my your mom's. partner's DNA. Really? Okay. Yeah. So you can trace back family trees, but you can't trace back like indiv- yeah. through each individual. Oh, yeah. okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, you, so mm-hmm. you can identify this person has the same maternal lineage as this person. Mm-hmm. And it, then you would track like this was their partner. Yeah. This was their, And you would fill out. So you would get the left side of a tree and yeah. you fill out the right side mm-hmm. in essence. And it would branch off from there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm excited for all of our listeners that piece that together in the first five seconds <laughs> to go through that journey with us. That was so, nice. In this kind of instance, it's not super helpful whatsoever mm-hmm. because in the 130 years that passed, from that being found to them testing it, mm-hmm. how many generations have that mm-hmm. empty DNA? Yeah, that's fair. I read a lot of papers about it. It's really hard to explain, but... Um, the scarf did not fit. They must have quit. Yeah. Quote Jack the Ripper case. <laughs> Quote Jack the Ripper <laughs> himself. Himself. <laughs> so I was trying to think of examples of Jack the Ripper in pop culture because Sweeney Todd. I feel like there would be twelve thousand, but he's not. There should be. Is there not? There's from hell. 
Mm-hmm. There are a ton of them that I found, but I didn't know what hardly any of them were. Mm-hmm. So there's From Hell, which was originally a comic book, and then they made it into a movie mm-hmm. with Johnny Depp as the main character. And then I did see DC Comics. Here we go. Gotham by Gaslight, which is Victorian-era Batman hunting Jack the oh, Ripper yeah. in New York. Yeah, that was in the last five or six years, I think, too. It's pretty sweet. So, those were, like, the two uh, that I wanted to mention. There was a bunch of, like, anime and manga ones. Like, I think that there was some Jack the Ripper references in Black Butler. Uh, um, I don't know. There's people who wrote or made movies wrote stories or made movies about Jack the Ripper and Sherlock in the same universe, uh, or Jack the Ripper and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just took, like, any kind of late Victorian characters they could find and put them in the same story. Uh, Assassin's Creed Three has Jack the Ripper. Oh, I should have known that. Which makes sense, since that's one that was taking place in the Oi time. Yeah. That Duke Nukem Zero Hour... Eat shit and die. Balls of steel. Oh my god. Balls of steel. No. <laughs> one of my one of my older roommates loved Duke Nukem. Uh there's also yeah, so that's that's what that came from. There's a whole lot of T V references, but most of them are old as shit. Yeah. And there's a bunch of really old movies that no one's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. I sure haven't. Yeah, I d- also just don't recognize most right? of these references. So they're there. We just don't know what they are. Google them yourselves. <laughs> I do everything for you. Gosh. Oh, did you say Time After Time? No. I don't know what that is. That's wild. Uh, in Time After Time 1979, based on the novel of the same title, Jack escapes in a time machine to modern-day San Francisco and is pursued by H.G. Wells. That's ridiculous. Who wrote this? That's a plot. That's so crazy. Can you... Man. That's a very interesting plot line. I would... I'm intrigued by that. Maybe I'll watch an old thing. Who knows? <laughs> Sanjay doesn't watch anything that's older than five years. I don't years. watch or listen to anything that's more than five years old. That's that's fairly true. Unless I listen to it at a previous time in my life. I will not in- currently like ingest old media. <laughs> like MCR. Listen to MCR every day. Sad truth with Sanjay Baker. <clears throat> Today I was like, I've really gotten away from who I used to be, and then I put on some MCR, and I was like... <laughs> Never mind, still the, crying. I was like, nope, the world feels right again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, now I'm going to just listen. I was like, I need to order some new t- band t-shirts, let's mm-hmm. be real, because all the ones that I have, I've had for 10 years now, and I'm not in the same shape that I used to be, so um, I need to get some new ones. <laughs> I bought a hat at a concert for the band Real Friends, mm-hmm. and I lost it. And I'm pissed. I want it back now. I bought it like six months ago. If you stole Sanjay's hat, send it to broadcast at the Belfry. I was going to say, broadcast from the Belfry. But like, yeah, that. Send it to the Belfry. Send it to the Belfry. (laughs) Good luck figuring out where that is. There's only seven in the world, so. Um, Not true facts with Sanjay. (laughs) So, okay, we didn't really talk about like the generic Jack the Ripper stuff, other than like victimology, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Maybe I was thinking we could post a poll on Facebook, and if you guys want to do, uh, want to hear a more traditional Jack the Ripper episode at some point later down the road, 
not anytime in the near future because I'm real tired of reading about Jack the Ripper stuff right now. <laughs> but at some point in the future, if you want a more stereotypical Jack the Ripper episode, you can vote and we'll decide if we're going to do it or not. That's sweet. That sounds good. We're also going to post a Facebook poll about our episode next week because we're all telling you stories and we want you to vote for the best one. That spiciest, particularly. Yeah. On a scale, uh, it'll be on a Scoville scale. Yeah. It won't be because the Scoville scale is, like, arbitrary and dumb, in my opinion, but... Okay. Do you know how the Scoville scale works? No. It's dumb. So, it's literally a scale of heat. So, um, of, like, spicy heat. Yeah. And it starts at, like, a zero or one, and it goes, like, into the millions. Mm-hmm. So, it's literally arbitrary. There's... We just have uh, data entry points at new peppers we discover. So everything is based on other things. But because of, I don't know, just how spice works and heat works, something that's a million Scovilles versus, or something that's six million Scovilles will not necessarily be six times as hot as something at a million, which will not necessarily be a thousand times hotter than something at like 10,000. Like it doesn't make sense in that sense because of how our tongues interpret data does that make sense yeah yeah it's it's very it's interesting but it's also whack in my opinion you can just be british and not like spicy food it's true and then you don't have to worry about it oh but also there's shout uh, out to me yeah shout out to georgia (laughs) there's a weird a weird celebrity who's really funny named max scoville Mm -hmm. and his dog's name is pepper Pepper Scoville. That's kind of cute. Yeah, it's really cute because his <laughs> last name was Hot Scale. And she's a little... Oh, she's a little, real, I think she's a Pomeranian. She's That's really adorable. fucking cute. Oh, Luna's here because we're recording in my room again. Yep. Finally. For like the first time in three weeks. Yeah, that's true. Uh, she's not she's wanting to be here though. literally been in my laundry hamper for about four days now. <laughs> uh, I didn't stay here last night because we stayed at Stu's. She cuddled with me for like three hours mm-hmm. uh, yesterday morning. I woke up at four o'clock and she was eating and then she got in bed with me and I was like, oh, okay. And then I had to get up to to work. Um, Do you have rice in your closet? I was like, it's that's, phone rice. that's a weird emergency I thing. I feel like it's kind of stupid to waste it in case you need it again. Just eat it. I'm not eating rice that my phone that I pulled out of the fucking Blue River. Oh, yeah, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just like... I don't know, you were at a bar and someone, like, was, like, looking at memes when they were washing their hands and, like, dropped it, and you're like, oh. It's not that time I dropped my phone in the Tubby's toilet. Yeah, you did that. I would have just burned that. Yeah, I would not eat that rice. Don't eat the Tubby's (laughs) rice. Um, yeah, so we'll post a poll with our Valentine's Day special. You guys vote on the spiciest story. You get eight of varying lengths and spicinesses. Mm -hmm. Mine's the shortest, because... I wanted mine to be short. <laughs> I I mostly got really excited about the ones, and then I was like, I don't want to do more research. <laughs> and I, then you were super hungover. I was also hungover. That's um, true. Yeah, hope hope and eyes are definitely the longest. I think stews might be. No, I really like stews. Which one? The first one. Uh, the one that the I referenced Abraham Lincoln for. Yeah, the first. One. Yeah, that one was really good. Yeah. I liked it. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yep. It was good. Yeah. 
Uh, yep. That's a little spoiler teaser cast for that one. Uh, I reference <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Up. Now you fucked up. We also talk about why his kids you know. Yeah, he's hammering me in my butt. Ow, my <laughs> butt. <laughs> so good. Great sketch. Murder, murder. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't imagine being alive in any other time for so many reasons. So probably by the time I post it, it'll be like an hour and ten minutes. Probably, yeah. Kind of leaving just enough bullshit just that enough you guys are bullshit. upset at us, but not yep. enough bullshit that you won't listen. Because I feel like if we cut out all the bullshit, it's just kind of boring. Yeah, you're like, what is this, a PBS special? Like, Fuck that. We didn't really talk about that much bullshit in our Valentine special, so I feel like we have to overcompensate this episode. We really didn't. We were on point. It was weird. Partly because you we were really hungover. Probably. <laughs> partly because Hope had to go to work, and partly because... Just he was just really awkward when he talks at a microphone. He's not awkward in real life, but he's so awkward he's when so he talks awkward. into a mic. Yeah. It's so funny. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he says. My name is, looks at paper, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> it's rolls dice. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Futurama <laughs> reference for anyone that... Uh, oh, yeah. I did put on Futurama the other yeah. night. I started it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I love that show. It's a good thing. Someone, Miranda? Maybe just started watching Futurama for the first time, and she just got to the um, the Seymour scene, no. the Seymour, right? <laughs> so sad. Oh. There, back in the day, there, uh, and by that, like 2012, 2013, uh, when Futurama was still airing. It was a they, Thursday. Yeah. I don't know. They had a um, top Futurama episodes, like Countdown to the last episode so the last episode was airing let's say on a friday night yeah and all friday they were doing the top 50 episodes and the top three episodes were or top five i think were the five sad episodes Aww. so like the number one episode is jurassic bark which is the episode yeah, the with cmr the one before that was uh the one with fry's nephew the one that's an astronaut that got named Fry oh, because of that Fry. was his brother. Yeah, was, mm, his brother named him. Yeah, oh his no, brother, his brother's kid. Yeah, his yeah, brother's yeah, kid. Yeah. yeah, his nephew. Okay, yeah. got so it. So it was all oh, that <laughs> idiot. And then there's like two more. So it was like number one was sad, two was sad, three like was sad, four was sad. The one where him and Leela have the happy life yes. together, and then they. No, that was the f- finale. Oh, and that yeah, became yeah, yeah. the like yep. everyone's mm-hmm. favorite. You right. Yeah, episode like number five though was the Snoo Snoo episode. <laughs> so it was like Snoo Snoo and then crying for an hour. <laughs> Funny. The body is willing, but the spirit is weak I really like the spongy. one where they have uh, the coffee countdown in the corner. And, like, yes! Every time, every time Fry fire. drinks coffee and then yeah. he like saves everyone from the fire. Because they all get like a thousand dollars and he drinks a thousand, <laughs> he drinks cups, a thousand of coffee. cups of coffee. Yeah. It's so dumb. I like that episode. And then Zoidberg saves the day with his hot dogs. <laughs> I might want hot dogs for dinner. I- Thank you guys for listening to today's episode of Broadcast from the Belfry. If you'd like to rate us, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down, hopefully a thumbs up because I'll cry otherwise, you can do that on any podcast listening app, including iTunes, so you can listen on there. Which is still new to you. Yeah, it's still, I need to make sure that I remember Even though that. you don't have an iPhone. I don't have an iPhone. I don't use iTunes. Um, you can also contact us via Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching Broadcast from the Belfry. Or by emailing us at broadcastfromthebelfry at gmail.com. We do read every comment you guys send us, and we love it every time. We always show each other our phones and are like, oh, look what this person did. It's true. And it makes us really happy. Or we send a screenshot to the group chat, mm-hmm. and we're like, ah! Aww. Which is Star Wars themed, <laughs> so we get BB-8s as likes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, thank you again to Kennedy for pointing out that our DMs weren't open. Shout I out appreciate to it. Shannon. Yes, big shout for out. For a reading. We're gonna... He does, like, funny videos just for fun. He mm. went to school for theater stuff, so... Mm. Um, so he's unemployed. We'll p- <laughs> so... <laughs> sad truth. Sad, yeah. So... Support the arts. <laughs> he does funny videos and stuff. We'll link to his Instagram so you can check those out. He's pretty entertaining. He's one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you, last of all, to Luna for being here Sleeping and not Sleeping in pooping. my laundry basket. She always poops when we record. Yeah, well, I did put the door in front of the litter box, yeah, so she can't get in there. She can move it. Mm. I also cleaned the litter box today, and she hasn't gone mm-hmm. and mm. utilized it yet, so... Mm-hmm. Every time. Shout out to Luna for not going right after I cleaned it. Yep. Uh, we love you guys. We look forward to you. He- look forward to hearing from you for hearing from us for the Valentine's <laughs> episode happening soon. Was that confusing? I bet it wasn't. This is what happens when we record out of order. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what do we say to the kind listeners uh, in this lovingly macabre podcast? Thanks for listening and stay spooky. Valentine sluts. I liked that. That was a good episode.